Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. Katie Lemons knew she wanted to pursue medicine, but finding the right fit and program can be daunting. She carved a unique path as a wellness blogger and PA, combining a love for nutrition and medicine. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Blast from the past. I haven't been down here in a while. Yeah. A little bit of PTSD. I like only graduated <laughs> in August, so I'm trying to keep my distance from campus, but it's good to be back, so thank you. A fresh alum. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly very fresh. So I first met you, I'm putting that in quotes, you can't see, um, through your Instagram <laughs> and your account, Twist of Lemons where you have 118,000 followers, and I'm a personal fan because you post such fun, colorful content, including food and fitness and wellness, as well as your educational journey through nutrition and most recently PA school where you came here at Northeastern. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. In just a few words, how would you describe Twist of Lemons? A few words. Okay. Well, I have more degrees than a thermometer, I like to say. (laughs) I was on kind of an unconventional journey because I wanted to do a few different things. I grew up with, you know, my dad is a physician, so I've always been sort of interested in medicine, but I was very resistant, like any sort of teenager, to listen to his advice. You know, when I was a senior in high school, he was like, why don't you look into PAs? Because he works with PAs. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I really don't want to do that. And I went through college kind of, I was a psychology major, but I really didn't know what to do. And I wasn't sure I was going to fit cleanly into any sort of health field. I felt like I could be a doctor or a nurse or nutritionist. And that was pretty much it. So my blog was really this kind of place of curiosity and discovery where I could try on a few different hats before I ultimately made a decision of what I wanted to do. As of right now, that decision is I got my master's in nutrition, so I want to integrate a really strong and robust nutrition and kind of lifestyle medicine focus into a physician assistant practice. Mm-hmm. And then I also share just kind of like recipe stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really into diving into some evidence-based research for things that are really current and relevant in both medicine and nutrition, connecting with people from my community. So it's really kind of a a jack of all trades for me, just everything that I'm interested in my life and being able to share it with my audiences. Yeah, I think your blog is probably, it seems to me very authentic. It kind of is, you know, little tabs. It's like a representation of you through this platform. And so for someone who wears these many hats, let's start talking a little bit more about this blog. And when did you start it? And what were your initial goals there? You said to explore, but, you know, how it's grown so much. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the first the first version of my blog, it was – I took a class in college of how to create a website, but it was just this bare bones, like, Times New Roman font on WordPress. <laughs> there were – I think my mom was looking at it, and the views were really just me looking at it five times a day. Yeah. probably had maybe ten views per day, which is fine. The purpose of it was for myself. Mm-hmm. I went into it not really thinking that it would grow. I just wanted a place where I could document 
and have a permanent home take up real estate for things that I was learning in my nutrition master's because I was learning so much alongside I didn't have any sort of um, sciences in college so I had to be taking those science classes and then I was working at a hospital in order to get hours to apply to PA school. So I wanted just a home for everything that I was learning where I could, I guess pun intended, digest everything that I was learning in a way that made sense to me. And I loved cooking. I really got into cooking even more after college when I was living at home. So it was just a really nice place for me to kind of document what I was doing in a fun way, especially when you feel kind of bogged down in uncertainty of where your life is taking you, it's nice to have that creative outlet. And then it serves as kind of a physical manifestation of everything you're interested in. I found that I was navigating towards articles that talked about yoga increasing GABA in the brain. So I knew that I loved things that talked about the brain. I loved things that talked about alternative medicine and lifestyle medicine and seeing on my blog that I was having posts about nutrition and cooking and some sort of psychology stuff and medicine, it kind of inadvertently led me to a path that I felt was most appropriate for me, combining all of those things, rather than looking online and feeling like, do I need to take the MCAT? Am I going to go to med school? Am I going to be a DO, which is like another version of a physician? So it was a confusing time, but my blog was just a place where I felt kind of grounded. Yeah. That was a very I, long answer. To no, I, I think what's what's <laughs> unique about it, I think on Instagram and we, we see a lot of these bloggers, kind of influencers in a lifestyle wellness space. You might see a lot of smoothies, mm-hmm. outfits, things like that. And I think what makes yours unique is that kind of background in science. And I've kind of clicked through whether it's, okay, you want to explore something that has to do with certain hormone or a certain, you know, nutrition piece that you can dive in. And I bet it's helpful to you as you learn things, you actually can go back and relearn it. It's kind of you're digesting the things you learn and have a way to kind of reflect on it. But it's really helpful for other people. And you always like cite even where you're finding things. It's very scientific, (laughs) but then it's also very approachable, I think, which makes it easy for people who don't have a background in science like myself. Yeah. Yeah, and that so... was always the goal. It I don't know if we really need to get into this. It's really challenging because there are a lot of cool studies out there, but they're not totally relating to mm-hmm. what you're trying to find, even if it kind of claims to be in the results section. So as my blog has kind of evolved, I've really learned to value both evidence-based research as well as kind of that citizen science mm-hmm. in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that it's a well-balanced approach to whatever it is you're studying. Right. And has your content changed over time? How long have you had the blog? And then have you been able to monetize it? Tell me a little bit about where where it is now. So it's been a while. It's been probably five and a half years for, I want to say, three to three and a half years. There was no income coming from that. You know, I was putting in the work every day. I was posting twice a day. I was being really consistent. I was engaging with the community, but it wasn't at all about the money, mostly because I was still, I was getting my master's in nutrition online and I was working at a hospital full time. So I had a couple different things going on and it never felt like it was the main thing. It was always on the side. 
I was getting a lot of free product and there was just like turmeric and matcha powder everywhere in my parents' house. Like cacao dusted countertops and bathrooms. Who knows how cacao gets in the bathroom? Uh, Extended metaphor there. But yeah, it was, there was nothing except for product. And it was still, you know, this is five and a half years ago. It was before this realm of quote-unquote influencing and even food blogging really exploded. So I got in at a really early stage. And then I started making money maybe three years in. And it was really slow at first, but then it started picking up. And at that point, I had all of the hospital hours I needed to get into PA school. So I was able to forego the hospital job. In the beginning, I was so set on this very rigid definition of nutrition and that gluten is bad for you and dairy is bad for you and beware of all the toxins in the world and plastic will kill you and everything will give you cancer. It's a really scary world to live in. But when your lens is only through the things that you're seeing all day long and eventually my full-time job became blogging and Instagram and a lot of the people that I was following also abided by these very rigid guidelines of how we should be eating. And it wasn't until the past few years, and I completely credit this to PA school as well, and going on rotations and seeing all different definitions of healthy, where I was really able to kind of have a more inclusive definition and realize that it's never going to be a one-size-fits-all approach. No one person has the same nutrient needs as another person. So going into it with a way more open mind and staying away from those scary words like toxins and poison. Mm-hmm. It's probably easy to get in the bubble too, especially it's if you're following the same Yeah, you're types seeing of the same thing yeah. every day and everyone is kind of touting the same religion in a way. Mm-hmm. So being able to have a few different educational backgrounds really allowed me to sift through the noise of what is happening in the nutrition world and in the medicine world. I I think there's a huge divide between this uber definition of wellness and then medicine in general. So having the two different backgrounds has allowed me a little bit of breathing room and to recognize like what is noise and what is something of value. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you have at this point, a very well-rounded educational background in these science fields. Let's talk a little bit about how you got there. So uh, I think it's very relatable for people when they like science or they want to care for others. Mm -hmm. There are all these little things that might point someone towards a medical field. Mm -hmm. And like you've kind of hinged out, there are a lot of different things you could go into. And you didn't even study science in undergrad, Mm -hmm. correct? Tell me why you picked the path you did starting with nutrition. So I always loved nutrition throughout college. I thought I would land somewhere in kind of a health psychology field. And the only thing that was really available to me for an internship when I was in college in the realm of health psychology was an internship on an eating disorder unit. It was inpatient. And after that, because going into a job, I wanted something where I, there was longevity. You know, I wasn't going to be completely bogged down by the time I was 30 And a lot of the psychologists and psychiatrists I was working with were extremely burnt out. There wasn't much life outside of work. And all the passion seemed to be kind of gone. It's a really hard population set to work with. So after that, I just, 
I wasn't sure if that was the right fit for me, mostly because I, I wasn't loving. I was doing a lot of teaching of different psychology modalities like CBT and DBT, which are used in group therapy sessions. And it just, it was enlightening. And I loved the people that I was working with and I loved the patients, but something, it just wasn't, it didn't click. So after college, I wasn't, I truthfully had no idea, but I did know that there were some common denominators that could get me where I hopefully wanted to go. And that was taking the science prereqs, figuring out what prereqs I would need to apply to different programs. And they pretty much overlapped identically between an RD program, registered dietitian, and a PA program, physician assistant. So I originally enrolled in an RD program and upon looking at the curriculum and realizing I would have to take classes in kitchen engineering and food management. It just, again, it just wasn't a good fit for me. I think if I didn't go on to get additional licensure with PA, then I would want to do RD because it does open up many, many doors for you. And having some sort of licensure that allows you to be covered by insurance, I think is really impactful. But again, it just wasn't for me. And I knew that I wanted a very specific nutrition education geared towards medicine. So I started asking people if I could shadow them. I found people whose jobs I admired online. I would call them. I found a PA who worked in an integrative medicine practice and I called her. And all of these people really led me to where I am today. I am hugely thankful to all of them. I also grew up with, I kind of hinted at my dad was a physician, so I had his side of things, but my mom was someone who was always interested in nutrition, and if we were taking antibiotics that my dad was telling us that we should take, my mom was saying, take a probiotic, eat some yogurt, so there was always that really well-balanced approach, so I was hoping that in my own career journey, I could have the literal marriage of what they, their two different um, schools of thought. And as I get older and I'm in both worlds of kind of wellness and medicine, all of these have air quotes around them because <laughs> everyone has different opinions. It's really just what I'm seeing kind of on my Instagram feed every day. Mm-hmm. I realize that there is a desire to get closer to the melding of these two things. So I just feel very fortunate that I've had access to the different fields of thought, both growing up and then through my different educational backgrounds. But it took a really long time and... Even when I was in my nutrition master's, you know, I was second guessing, is this the right thing for me? Should I have gone to DO school? Should I be a naturopath? Should I be an acupuncturist? Really, the only thing that helped was asking people to shadow at these jobs and feeling like if I could see myself doing this in terms of career longevity, emailing everyone, asking if they liked their job, just finding someone that has a career that you want to emulate and talking to them. That's just great advice in general for any industry. I think we're sometimes afraid to ask. And honestly, you know, undergraduate, depending on even where you go for that, it doesn't set you up for, like, if you study science, you're on, like, a pre-med track. Yes, that's it. I study psychology, and now I have an MBA and (laughs) podcasting with you and alumni relations. Like, you don't study to become what you are. There's no, like, linear track, especially if you're like us and you don't Mm -hmm. fit cleanly into any one thing. I loved my psych classes, but when it came down to molding health and psychology just wasn't for me and I'm sure the same with you as you Mm -hmm. went through maybe some clinical experiences Mm -hmm. in psych you just didn't feel like it was the right fit Mm -hmm. but it did 
I'm so grateful for my background in psych. It, you use it every day. You do. Even if you I, don't realize it. I remember it. people would say, like, so are you going to be a counselor or right. do research? And I was like, no, none. Yeah. But I also went to business school after and psychology was in every single class. So, yeah. like, joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's actually just the study of people, which we all deal we with. We yeah. It's so probably you too that you don't regret these backgrounds because it all just kind of builds on what you continue to learn and I think we always tout the lifelong learning here at Northeastern and think it's you are definitely an example of that and I've never actually worked a day in my life in a traditional sense what inspired you to then go to PA school and for someone who's not well versed in these different medical professions we're talking about can you explain what is a PA versus say a nurse an NP like sure. or a doctor Yes the most similar comparison is a nurse practitioner we have somewhat similar backgrounds but the way that we work we work also in different same and different environments. So PAs, we have it's a two-year program, which I did here at Northeastern, but you don't need to specialize right away. You can pretty much enter into any job, and some programs are changing now. There are sort of residency programs after you finish school, especially for emergency or surgery, and that may become more common down the line, but you really don't need to specialize. After your two years, you can apply anywhere you want to be. You can be in primary care, you can be in emergency, you can be in ICU, whereas with nurse nurse practitioners, they typically specialize, and a lot of their schooling is in where they ultimately want to end up in their career. The schooling is a little bit different. In order to be eligible for nurse practitioner school, you need to have your RN beforehand. I didn't have that. So for me, it was, I did need to work. And for Northeastern, it's 2,000 hours prior to applying. So it was that plus the two years of schooling. Whereas for nurse practitioner, you need the RN, which often is a one year, you can do it in one year, the expedited program, plus the additional two years of NP school. Mm -hmm. But in terms of scope of practice, we do very similar things. We can diagnose, we can treat, can prescribe. We're never going to be, from my own experience, and it's not like a position in that you're operating by yourself in a room. It's not nearly as much schooling as that, but we have a lot of the similar background and educational background as a physician. It's just expedited. Mm -hmm. We don't go into in depth as some of the things they do in med school yeah that's great that's really helpful yeah. I think I mean my medical background is probably watching like Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy. yeah and no, PAs on Grey's Anatomy I know, I know. <laughs> and so it's hard and I think all these different professions they're to me they just increase access of medicine to people because right, right. like I can't get an appointment with my primary care doctor exactly if I would if I wanted to like pop in but I love my NP that I go to I'm like right. oh you can do I everything know. I need you to do and and same with PAs that I've seen too and I think it's a really it's an interesting kind of you know landscape for what medicine is mm-hmm. and it's really cool to like hear your perspective on you know how those different backgrounds can help you fit into one of those spaces mm-hmm. and finding one that works for you and I know on your blog in particular you You've shared your experience through PA school very candidly yeah. and very... Um, <laughs> a lot of tears were involved. Very honestly. Many bodily fluids, blood, sweat, tears. And it was it was cool because I think through the process, you're reflecting on your experience, but you're also helping other people that go to your platform for advice, knowing that your path isn't the one-size-fits-all, but mm-hmm. you've written things on how to pick which program to go to, and you've done this thought and research, and you've asked people, so... 
in a way, people can now ask you and you're like paying it forward in that way. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love being able to share how I came about my decision. And usually by reading that, people decide, you know, maybe that wasn't for me at all. Mm-hmm. But my goal in being so candid about the whole process is just you can be in your dream and it just does not feel like the dream. It's a lot more work and a lot fewer REM cycles than you would hope as you're going through it. But I haven't regretted it a day in my life. I'm not currently working clinically as a PA. Um, I just started applying to jobs. I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't even want to say it aloud. I have an interview <laughs> on Friday, which I'm so excited about. So at a place that seems like a perfect fit for me, I had a little bit of, I had the plan of taking some time to reframe my why, really, mm-hmm. why I wanted to do this in the first place, to enact this crazy journey that I kind of came up with when I graduated from college five and a half years ago. But because of my platform, I had a little bit of financial flexibility in that I didn't need to get a job right away because Mm -hmm. I am still getting some income from my various um, social media platforms. Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy that I had the privilege to take that time because it has reaffirmed my passion in both nutrition and medicine yeah it's like any job you don't want to just grab the first one that gives you an offer that you're going to interview for and so you want to find one that's a good fit Mm -hmm. and that's in medicine and anything what what was the most challenging part of PA school for you I think getting used to the monotony of it so prior to entering I was working from home. I worked for myself. I was making a very comfortable living. And then I very starkly transitioned into being in class from eight to five every day, sitting next to the same sweaty humans, just (laughs) kind of all laughing and not the misery of it. You know, it, it really was not miserable whatsoever. I had some of my fondest moments, but it almost felt like a weird social psychology experiment where you put X number of people in a room all day and make them sit and learn and there's no movement and you're eating all your meals in there and you just see who's going to crack first. Mm -hmm. So I think the change in routine was the most challenging and just getting used to the fact that, okay, I just went through this whole week of studying, 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 and then the weekend comes and you study and you have to forego all of these cool opportunities because you're studying and So it was just that the first semester was definitely the most challenging for me because it made me really say, like, do I want to be doing this? Mm -hmm. I have other options um, in which, you know, the financial piece was not a huge part of my decision making because I had that other income. Mm -hmm. So I was I was making good money. And yet here I am sitting in this classroom for 50 hours a week, just kind of pulling my hair out. Like, I could be making recipes. I literally, I, yeah, I could be making a cow salad right now. Yeah. I could be eating a brownie. <laughs> um, so, but it it was such a character-changing moment for me because I do feel very rooted in my passion and purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And it just completely, like I said, reaffirmed that I, I do want to be doing this. Sometimes days are dark and you forget that. But if you have a really clear vision for yourself for the next year, five year, 10 years, and what you want to be doing in your career, it makes it much easier. Mm -hmm. So 
Well, if people, if we hadn't said this already, people can find you on your Instagram, yeah. Twist of Lemons, mm-hmm. and your last name is Lemon. It is indeed Lemons. Mm-hmm. So that's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did you come up with that? Just because it's an easy play on words with your actual name? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I only had that one choice. I thought of it one night randomly, you know, you're in bed, it's two in the morning, like, I need to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that here I was coming up with names for my eventual alter ego. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And what is, what's something unique or interesting that you've been able to do through your platform? I recently, oh, just so many things. It opened up so many doors for me. I got the opportunity to help with a menu of one of my favorite Boston restaurants. I recently started interviewing, because you meet so many people mm-hmm. on this cool journey and being invited to, you know, even just various workout classes or events where these really inspiring women in the community are. I got really sick of hearing my own thoughts. I feel like my platform shouldn't just be about me. It should be about the community and the people I'm interacting with. So I recently had the opportunity to interview a couple different people who are just really moving and shaking in Boston Mm -hmm. and to hear their stories and how they started a business. And because I think especially for women, the figuring out the how makes it so that you don't want to complete the why and we get it's hard to go after your passion if you don't have an exact clear cut plan on how to do it so my hope is that by seeing how different women did it that it will then inspire other people to get after what they want to do honestly the more stories the merrier because it's just nice to hear from different voices and I mean that's why I started this podcast to hear from people who have all sorts of backgrounds and and pathways and this is the Northeastern Next podcast Mm so I always ask what's next for you I know you have a PA um, interview you're kind of Get, getting ready to start mm-hmm. that part yeah. now that you've graduated from the program. This is my practice interview. But anything, yeah. even in like your blogging world that you're looking forward to coming up? I really just want to focus on being a PA. I'm getting my blog to a point where I would like to get back to, and I've recently been doing this a little bit more, diving into the research and having a really balanced approach to some hot or controversial topics that seem really big in the wellness world right now so that I can then you know, form that balanced opinion and present it with the research to different medical communities. So the PA part is my main focus right now. Um, I am coming out with a really extensive and cool Boston City Guide, which will be coming really soon, and to just keep plugging along. Eventually, I would like to go into, like, teaching in a PA program and apply some of these kind of wellness-centered or integrative approaches to a traditional Western medicine model it, for, of course, the patients that it's appropriate for. Of course, when patients are burdened by a lot of disease, so is isn't going to be the most appropriate option for them. But I think there are things that we can do in medicine that have a lot to do with nutrition and with lifestyle for the right patient if they're curious to know about them. So I would love to get into some sort of teaching as well. Yeah. And speaking of lifestyle, we didn't even get into this, but you just got your yoga teaching certification. So Mm -hmm. how does that plan? Are you going to be teaching yoga too? So I recently started teaching, I was telling you this a little bit before we started, but I started teaching at the place where I hope to work. My goal is that um, I think for patients, sometimes there's an expectation that the health and wellness is during the 
like appointment, but it's really the work that you do afterwards. So I read somewhere that this PA, she essentially pulled a few minutes from a variety of different patients physical exam times or just appointments and she pulled it into an hour and took all of those patients with either a similar background or diagnoses and had a group session with them. So I would love to use my yoga background to teach a little yoga flow, do a little nutrition education and how it applies to their overall medical diagnoses. So I started doing it on a really small scale. I just started teaching in kind of a public health setting, but I would love to do that so I guess that would be on my, on like top of mind, frontal yeah. cortex, where I'm going next, hopefully. But again, this is all, I definitely need to feel comfortable as a PA first and really get into the clinical work before I can think about instituting new public health policies, but Down the road. In the, yeah, <laughs> not the immediate future, but hopefully soon. Well, thank you so much. I think that's all the time we have. I appreciate you. you talking to us oh, about I'm this. I'm so happy I could come. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thanks for listening. You can find Katie's blog at twistoflemons.com and twistoflemons on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We have recently launched a new website. To explore other alumni stories, you can visit alumni.northeastern.edu stories or even submit your story for a chance to be featured. This is Megan Kirkbrisson from the Office of Alumni Relations. I'll talk to you soon.